It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Buzzer beating losses are the worst. Just just the worst because it, it it especially against elite teams like the Denver Nuggets and the Denver Nuggets are an elite team. It shows you how close you are to being on that level and being that good. But it also reminds you of all the little things that allowed an MVP player to do MVP things. And just how far you might really be from that level indeed. We're going to break it all down. It's time for a Monday edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is January 16th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic fall to the Denver Nuggets on a buzzer-beating three-pointer from Nikola Jokic, the MVP, doing MVP things. Uh, a, a tough loss for the Orlando Magic, but one that serves a lot of lessons including the need to find some energy. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown Podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast also brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Today's episode... Brought to you by PrizePix. First time users can receive a 1% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepix.com, promo code locked on. It's Monday for me, not reading my copy correctly there. Uh, I mean, look, Nikola Jokic made a heck of a shot. Let's start there. Let's start with that moment. Because the Magic were scrambling defensively the entire second half. A, a, a lackadaisical, to, to put it lightly, first half. The Magic needed to manufacture some energy. I'm going to talk a little bit about that energy factor in the second segment, but they needed to manufacture some energy, and they really upped their aggression to do it. That was their plan. That was their strategy. That was the goal. Up the aggression, get into, get into uh, their opponent, make them feel you, make them work, and see where that takes you. See if if that uh, see where that see if that would be enough to 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 get the team back in the game. And guess what? It was, but it still came down to making the right plays. And Denver is the most lethal, most efficient offense in the league. They tore the Magic up. They tore them apart. And that's exactly what happened. Orlando took a three point lead on a Wendell Carter dunk with one eleven to play as as the Magic scrambled and, and fought their way back into the game, only to see. Aaron Gordon answered with his own dunk. Only to see Markel Fultz miss a tip-in. Only to see Aaron Gordon make two free throws to put them up one. 
Only then to see the Nuggets do a really interesting and, and perhaps smart play, fouling Markel Fultz uh, up one so that they could have the last possession a chance to win the game. And for Fultz to split the free throws to leave the game tied with about 11 seconds to play. A lot of teams in Europe actually do that. It's 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 not so uncommon. It's it's you know there's actually some some statistics and some analytics people who would say actually when you're down one you should foul so that you have the last possession because there's better chance of you making a shot than stopping a shot theoretically theoretically I don't know I don't know what the numbers say but but there is there is some analytical underpinning to it um, especially when you have a poor free throw shooter like Markel Fultz he's shooting about 63 percent from the line this year. Regardless of any of that, it, it didn't matter because it all came down to one play and, and good shooters are going to make shots. Good players are going to make shots. And that's what happened. The Nuggets did not call timeout. Another, I think, key decision. Uh, and Jamal Murray brought the ball over the timeline, over the midcourt line, got into a pick and roll. The Magic blitz like they always did. Franz Wagner did his job, actually. Got to the middle of the paint, stopped Nikola Jokic from rolling, but Jokic still caught the ball and did, you know, his flat-footed step-back three over Franz Wagner. Over a well-defended Franz Wagner. A well-defending Franz Wagner. With buzzer-beating shots like that, you tip your cap and just say, if we had five more minutes, we would have won the game. That's that's the pain and the beauty of, of, of buzzer-beating shots. But as I always tell you, a game is not decided by the last shot. A game is not decided by those final two minutes as important as they are. The game is decided throughout the course of the game and, and, and the tenor of the game. The Denver Nuggets are probably wishing they could get that first half back when they had a 15-point halftime lead and had a Magic team that looked ready for that flight home. And the Magic looked tired. They were a step slow all night. They, they, they were exhausted. It wasn't just the altitude. It was the long road trip. The last game of a road trip is always the toughest. Because you got to keep that focus. You got to keep that focus to, to win. And, and, you know, the same thing happened the last road trip against Houston. The Magic looked tired, looked ready to go home in that first half. And then they buckled down, scrambled, and got things together in the second half to give themselves a humongous win. Humongous win. But that's not the whole picture. That's not the whole game. And while I think this 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 game showed a lot of character from this Magic team and showed that they are going to fight, that they are going to scramble, that they are going to scratch and claw and do everything they can to stay in games and and are never really out of the fight. And that's a really good trait to have and to know uh, a close loss to an elite team is no solace. A close loss to a team like the Denver Nuggets, that's not a win. That might have been a win last year. That might have been a win early on in this season even as this team continued to develop, but that is not what this team needs to be about. You know, this this is a game the Magic should have won. And if the Magic would have played better, would have played more attentive to detail, played more energetic in the first half, it's a three-point game. It didn't it wouldn't take much to tip those scales. Look, again, it all is of a piece. Denver probably eased up in the second half or was more willing to try some more experimental lineups or that, that, that zone defense they were running to try and figure out how to play when Nikola Jokic is out of the game. They may have been less willing to do that stuff if the game were closer. And all of that contributed to the Orlando getting back in the game. 
But Orlando got back in the game because they played differently too. It wasn't just that Denver let them back in. Orlando went out there and took it. Orlando went out there and played significantly better and put themselves in a position to get back into this game, to, 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 to frankly, to win this game. That is, that is very much at the heart of this thing too. That is very much at the heart of why Orlando had this chance to win. Had this chance to steal a game at Denver, a place where they don't win very often. Whether we'll get we'll get more into this, I, I, I want to save the comments on, on the energy players in, in a second because those those guys are so so important. But it 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 really wasn't Franz. It really wasn't Pal, as good as Franz was. It really wasn't Paolo. It wasn't even really Wendell Carter or or or, or anything like that. It was the Magic seeking some energy. It was the Magic finding ways to energize themselves and get themselves back in the game. Because we, the one thing we know about this team is when they're aggressive, when they're confident, they can really get the ball rolling. They are good enough. They are talented enough to beat anybody in this league when they're playing with the right mindset. And I think that's the big question the Magic have to ask themselves after this game is, why did we have the right mindset in the first half? Why didn't we bring the right energy, the right focus, the right attention to detail in the first half? Why is it that we do have a lot of these games where the Magic get outworked on the offensive glass repeatedly and put themselves in such a big hole? There's a good team here. I mean, they're 11-8 and eight in their last 19 games. It's not like this is a bad team. Like they, At this point, we should treat Orlando as akin to a 500 club. The Magic, the Magic should expect to finish at least 500 the rest of the year. Let's, let, let, let's put, that, put it that way. We got... 19, uh, uh, we got, what is it, 40, we got 38 games left. Go 19 to 19. We got, we got, we got 18, 19 more wins left this season. That would put you at 33, 34 wins. I think that's a fair goal. And to see this team reach a level where they're playing 500 basketball would be a tremendous step forward after last, after last season, after all the injuries they faced. Do not get it wrong. That is progress. That is a good thing. But there's still clearly a lot of work to do. There's still clearly a lot of things that this team has to get better at. Has to do better. And that is going to be the heart of the question as this team continues to evolve. This game was not lost on a buzzer-beating three. As hurtful as kind of Easy it is to pinpoint that thing. The Magic did their jobs on that play. Quite simply, that, that was just a shot that, that you know, time ran out to do anything else. This game was lost in the first half. This game was lost with the, with the lack of energy, the lack of focus, the lack of intensity that the Magic eventually found in the second half. And that brings us to, the, to, to a really important point to draw out. It's how critical... The Magic's energy players are. Now, critical energy players are to any successful team. We'll talk a little bit about where the Magic find their energy coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word now from our pals at Price Picks. Today is a big day in the NBA. Uh, I'm filming, I'm recording this at about 10 a.m. Eastern Time. So basketball, NBA games are getting ready to start here. Now, in the next couple hours, it is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. A big day on the NBA calendar, a day of celebration. 
uh, of both the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King, but also just a, a great day for basketball. And of course, while certainly I don't want to make that association, so maybe I shouldn't have gone so far off script, if you want to play daily fantasy sports, the way to do it is with prize picks. A lot of those other daily fantasy games, you're playing against thousands of people, you know, so many, so many other people uh, that have so many other entries that, you know, frankly, if you're in those other daily fantasy games, you're just lucky to get your money back and you really have no control over. Someone could just pick the right lineup. You could have a great lineup and be just like, well, I didn't get in the money. With prize picks, it's completely different. The way it works is you pick two to six players and just pick whether they will score more or less in their projected values. If you think Paolo Bancaro will score 20 points in Friday's game against the New Orleans Pelicans, say so. It's really that simple, and you can mix and match with the NFL, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing tonight. You can mix and match sports, too, and create a, a, a player pool or a prize pick pool uh, entry that you believe can get you the money. And the best part is you can win up to 25 times your money if you get everything correct on any entry, or... You could win, you know, even getting five out of six, that's you some cash. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch, including NBA, NFL, NHL, PGA, college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, and a whole lot more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. It's currently operational in more than 30 states, including here in Florida, as well as Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On and sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100 today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. A big thing to chat about in this game, um, and kind of the big takeaway for me in this game, was how do the Magic find energy? How do the mag- Magic manufacture energy? Um, look, there, there's a lot working against the Magic this game. This, this was all, all, These games, these kinds of games, are always very, 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 very tricky. The last game of a long road trip, and this is the longest road trip the Magic take all season— the last game of a road trip is always tough because everyone knows that flight home is coming. Everyone knows that they're almost home. And it, it's very, very, very easy. And you see this a lot around the league. It's very, very easy to pack it in, to get down and to stay down and just be ready to go home. Previous Magic teams, previous Magic teams in the rebuild, previous Magic teams in this rebuild from last year to even, not so much earlier this season, but certainly last season, that last game in a road trip was always a killer. Always major blowout potential, especially going up against the Denver Nuggets, top team in the Western Conference, uh, third best team in the league by record at least. There, there was a potential for danger, and it certainly looked dangerous for the Magic early on. 
And so we've seen this a few times where the Magic kind of come out lax and, and, and struggle a little bit to kind of keep themselves going. Where do the Magic find their energy? And more importantly, how does that energy permeate to other players on the team? How do other players kind of catch the spark of that energy? That was the question that this game ultimately presented for the Magic. Is where do they find their energy? Where do they find the ability to keep it going? To keep things going? To keep things moving? That was the real question. That was the real issue for this Magic team. And they had to go to a few different places to find it. I think the energy. I think Markel Fultz has been a big energy boost for this team. Uh, there have been several games where the Magic are struggling to get anything going, struggling to get into the paint, and Markel Fultz is the one that's just playing with a ton of effort and a ton of energy. Um, Twenty points, eight for ten shooting, seven rebounds, six assists. Like he was, he was trying to get this team moving, and and, and sometimes trying too hard, but he was trying to get this team moving. And that, again, like so much of what Fultz does is not tracked in a box score. That constant drumbeat that he provided was so vi- was so critical to this team. It made everyone better. Um, it, it, it pushed and spurred everyone to kind of get, get themselves moving. Um, Orlando stayed in this game because of their free throw shooting. They were settling for threes a lot. They were 7 for 29 from beyond the arc. They got 34 free throws, and and you'll see me comment on this all the time during games. When the Magic are struggling, they are not getting to the foul line. I will say it, like, too many threes, get to the paint, get to the foul line. Those are where the Magic win games. And again, you look at the the box score in this game, uh, the Magic outscored the Nuggets and the paint 60-56. to They gave up too many paint points, but they scored plenty of 30 for 46 in the paint, so they they left a lot of points on the board in the paint. That actually sparked a lot of Denver's fast breaks. They had 22 fast break points. Um, But... The Magic, the Magic were grinding. They were trying to find it, and, and Markel Fultz was a big piece of that puzzle. He had six free throws. Like, again, three for six, he missed his free throws, but, but you know, and two of those came late on an intentional foul, but he was, get, he was getting in the lane. He was trying to make things happen for this team. Perhaps the biggest energy boost this team found, though, was in Bull Bull. Bull Bull playing his first game back in Denver after the trade really lit it up in a way that we haven't seen him do it in a while. Not, not just because of the, the, the illness, that, that because of the health and safety protocols that kept him out. But even before then, 17 points, 8 for 12 shooting, uh, two for uh, 6 rebounds. He really lit the team up. And, and, and his play, like when he does a dunk, when he does something crazy, you can see it on the bench how excited everybody is. You know, as much as those plays excite the crowd... Those plays excite teammates just as much. And you can see that energy boost. When he got in in that second quarter, things started to stabilize. When he got in in the third quarter, the Magic made their push to get back in the game. Um, He was minus one overall for the game, but he was very, very, very effective throughout. Mo Wagner's another player that gives a lot of energy to this team just because he's a grinder and is willing to be physical and and, and set screens and, and, and give a hard foul sometimes. Eight points, two for six shooting, four for five from the foul line, five rebounds for him, plus 13 in the game. Mo Wagner is someone that everyone on the team knows has their back. Has their back. And that's, that's a huge thing too. So 
this team is very level-headed. You know, I have to say, like, for, for as young as they are, their two stars are pretty unflappable. It's hard to get Franz Wagner fired up. It's hard to get Paolo Bencaro fired up. They're they're pretty even-keeled, and look, they're putting up their numbers. You know, Franz had 19, Paolo had 18. Like, they put up their numbers. But they're not exactly fiery guys that get everyone going. Um, and, and, and so you need to find players on the perimeter, on the periphery, that are going to get your team going. That are going to energize and lift everybody up. Your point guard, Markel Fultz, is certainly one of those guys that that, that is that is level-headed, but knows when to turn on the Jets and knows how to inject energy into the game. Um, he will look to speed it up. He will look to like kind of force guys to run with him, to play at his speed. Um, and again, Paolo and Franz are probably slower-paced players um, with the way that they, they analyze and look at the court. This is all part of the same piece. And then you bring off the bench Paul Ball, which is a guy that no one knows what to do with and, and, and everyone just loves to watch. And you bring out a grinder like Bo Wagner. You know, even Cole Anthony could be an energy guy too. Finding energy is going to be critical for this team, especially finding energy off that bench, which has struggled a little bit over the last few weeks. The Magic were able to get back into this game against Denver because they found some energy. On a night when they had none, they found some. They found some in Bull. They found some in Fultz. They found some in, Va- in Mo Wagner. They found some, to some extent, in Cole Anthony. They found some in Terrence Ross. They found some in Jalen Suggs with some of the passes that he tried to make, um, you know, that to, 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 to just squeeze squeeze some points out. That play at the end of the third quarter on the inbounds to Franz Wagner, really difficult pass, really difficult finish, big, big moment for this team to get some confidence heading into the fourth, which they won easily. The Magic have to keep finding these, these, these energy points. Because when you look at the Magic's wins, yeah, Franz puts up huge numbers. Yeah, Paolo puts up huge numbers. But when you look at the wins, you're usually looking at some of these secondary players who have these big moments. Whether it was Jalen Suggs against the Warriors back in November. Whether it was... Uh, you know, Bull, whether it's Bull Bull doing the things that he does. Whether it's Cole Anthony against San Antonio. It's... You, you find players that can give you just a little bit more, that can get you over the top. And I think that's part of what the Magic are still learning and, and figuring out how to do, is bring energy consistently. Everything, that, that's the story of this second half of the season, is doing things more consistently. And the team is still fighting to get there. We're going to go over the box score to close out today's show. We'll talk a little bit about what we saw from the team coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all of the fat and calories, then you gotta try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, but don't want to compromise taste, then you've got to try Built Bar. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolutions. What makes Built Bar so good? For starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So stop right there. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I've actually had the churro one. It is delicious. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And that's even be- what's even better is they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built bars at Built.com, which of course you can still do. 
But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our Hit Flavors Brownie Batter and Churro. You can thank me later. Try them out today, Built.com, or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Check them out. Built Bars are available now. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, let's close out today's show running through the final box scores. The Orlando Magic fall to the Denver Nuggets 119 to 116. Like I said, uh, you know, Nikola Jokic is an MVP player. 17 points, 8 for 11 shooting, 10 rebounds, 14 assists, 4 turnovers. Um, Wendell Carter looked a little slow in this game. Um, again, you know, you're talking about where to find energy. Um, it was a rough game for the Magic's key players. Um, Carter, Carter looked a step slow. I still think he did a decent job defensively on Jokic. Um, definitely made his shooting a lot more difficult, made it made it harder for him to make some passes, but Jokic is just on another level. Um, you know, I think a healthier or kind of fully formed Wendell Carter probably does a little bit better, does does a little bit better job. And again, you're talking about game on the margins. Um, Wendell Carter struggled eight points, three for ten shooting, over three from deep, six rebounds, two assists. Um I don't mind. I mean, I know people are, are a little critical of all the threes Wendell's taking. I don't mind them so much. It's not like he's taking contested threes. He's got to take that. He's got to continue adding that to his game. But the Magic do need to find a way to get him the ball in more advantageous positions. Elbows, low, you know, some low blocks, some dunker spot spots, dunker spot, you know, some some pick and rolls instead of pick and pops. Um, that's all part of the equation with Wendell Carter. His defense was solid, but but you could tell something was just a hair off with him. Um, de- defensive, uh, defensive, offensively, just not able to contribute a ton. Uh, Paolo Bancaro uh, was decent, I would say, not great. 18 points, five for nine shooting, six for six from the from the foul line, two for three from beyond the arc, just two rebounds, four assists. Um, look, Paolo is going to get his points and get his scoring. Um, he didn't really force himself that much. He got to got to the line a little bit. Um, had a nice dunk in the third quarter. Settled for shot jumpers again, in my opinion. Um, he was able to hit them. Uh, the real problem is on the defensive end right now. Um, just looked a little lost, losing track of Aaron Gordon. The Nuggets are a really good cutting team, and I think Paolo, Paolo among a lot of Magic players, struggled uh, with that activity. Look, Aaron Gordon was—I don't know if he was his main defender. 25, 25 points, nine for thirteen shooting, two for three from deep for Aaron Gordon, eight rebounds, five assists. 
look, this is what we always imagined Aaron Gordon would be, and, and he's in the right role to do it in Denver. Uh, but uh, just Magic really struggled to track him down and, and, and kind of slow him up and, and make make his life harder or make or, or make it harder for the Nuggets to operate their offense. Paolo, again, long road trip. I think there were a lot of tired bodies out there. I think the whole team was about a, was a, was a step or a step and a half slow or half step slow defensively. And Denver's going to exploit that if you're slow like that. Um, I, I think the fatigue and not the altitude fatigue, the uh, the the road trip fatigue. I think that was a very real issue in this game for the Magic and a very real deal uh, for this team. I, I think they really, really, really struggled with that, um, and that's you know part of why we find the Magic where we find them, and and, and why the Magic kind of were struggling to stay afloat and stay alive in this game. Um, Plenty, plenty to work on. Plenty to get get through. It's it's not the end of the world, so to speak. Uh, you know, I, I think I think we can look at this as a momentary thing. But there were things that carried over from the Utah game that were concerning. Denver had 12 offensive rebounds. They scored uh, 17 second chance points. Um, the Magic got that under control in the second half. And the first half, you had what was it? First half, they had four offensive rebounds. So I guess they didn't get that under control. Um, it's it, the Magic have to rebound better. They're still middle of the league in, in defensive rebound rate, so it's not like they're bad for the whole season. It's really been the last month, the last 10 to 15 games, they've dropped to like 21st, 22nd in defensive rebound rate. They've got to do a better job locking down the glass. And with all the switching the Magic do, they have to be better. And so again, Paolo Bancaro cannot get two rebounds. He's got to be up around five, six rebounds. He's got to be active on the glass. Um, you know, Everyone has to be. Um, look, Wendell Carter is the Magic's best rebounder. He only had six. He only had four defensive rebounds. Markel Fultz led the team in defensive rebounds with six. The Magic have to be a better rebounding team. They have to gang rebound. They're top rebounders, especially Wendell, especially Paolo. I'll even throw Franz in there. Franz had five rebounds, but they all have to be better rebounders. That's going to be such a key for this team if they want to win games consistently. Franz Wagner had a decent game, 19.7 for 16, shooting two for seven from deep, three for four from the foul line. Like I said, five rebounds, two assists. Uh, a plus 21, that means he just happened to be on the court during the big moments with that bench group. Uh, but Franz was still very, very good. Um, I, I don't think Denver really knew what to do with him. He was really good scoring around Nikola Jokic, you know, getting into his body, you know, just 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 finding those gaps. You know, he's very good at getting to the basket. Uh, Three-point shot's going to become consistent. I think, I think this summer's a big summer for him on, on, on that front. Um, but overall, really, really fantastic game from, from Franz Wagner. We chatted a little bit about Markel Fultz already. Um, again, 20 points, 8 for 10 shooting, 3 for 6 from the foul line, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Did have 5 turnovers, so again, a bit of a struggle there. Uh, the bench, just a good you know, bowl, a good collection of solid play. Bull Bull, 17 points. Mo Wagner, 8 points. Um, Jalen Suggs, Terrence Roscoe, Anthony each had 7, which is good for them. Maybe not everything the Magic need. Suggs played 13 minutes, shot 2 for 4, so some good things there. Both of his misses were 3, so he's able to get to the foul line. Able to make some nice passes. He only got one assist, but he made some nice passes. So I think the confidence is slowly returning for Jalen Suggs. Hopefully we see those minutes bump up a little bit too. Um, Cole Anthony, one for seven, but still made an impact in the line for six free throws, five for six from the foul line. Had five rebounds, six assists against zero turnovers. Um, I, I, I We'll talk more about Cole Anthony, I think, later on in the week. Probably tomorrow I'll talk a little bit more about Cole Anthony. But this point needs to be made about Cole Anthony today. Cole Anthony, the biggest thing Cole Anthony has to learn is he can have good games without making shots. If he is passing the ball like this with six assists and no turnovers, getting to the foul line, 
That means he's doing things right. That means he is being effective. That means he's helping his team win. Uh, so keep that in mind, I think, uh, with this Magic team, is Cole Anthony can be effective without shooting. And that's a big thing for guard, especially like Cole Anthony, to learn and understand, is he doesn't need to make shots or he doesn't need to shoot the ball to be effective. Um, and, and again, I think a big reason Magic came back and, and got back into this game was that Cole Anthony played under control. He wasn't trying to force his shots. He wasn't trying to force anything. He was getting to the basket, getting to the line when his shot wasn't falling, and more importantly, getting others involved. And that helps a ton with everything else. The Orlando Magic fall to the Denver Nuggets 119-116. to 116. They closed their road trip 2-3. and three. Uh, I think at the beginning of the road trip, we would have said that that would have been an excellent trip and a really good trip. But considering how the Magic lost close games to Utah in a game that it really felt like they... They, you know, again, climbed uphill, got back in, fought hard to get back in, and, and really gave themselves a chance to win. Um, it, it definitely feels a little bit emptier because of that. And then, of course, lot, uh, the game against Denver, the game they had the lead late, gave it away, lost on a buzzer beating three. That's, that's, those are tough pills to swallow and should just keep this team hungry to find that extra bit. They'll be off until Friday, so they got plenty of time. They're going to they're gonna be off Monday, Tuesday, they're going to have their their opportunity to, to get to get back in the swing of things uh, coming up uh, before uh, before Friday's game against New Orleans. And who knows what other surprises might be in store over the week. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, tune in Himalay, Google, and Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places in all the podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, you can, of course, follow us there on Twitter at o. Magic Daily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Game to Game NBA podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's good to do for me today, though, but a quick uh, podcast announcement. Uh, I have, I'm have i getting set to send my computer into the shop to get its battery replaced. Uh, so uh, I have a backup computer. I believe it is webcam equipped. I won't have all the bells and whistles that I normally do for the podcast, uh, but I am planning to still do shows. But if I don't, uh, you'll know why. The Magic are off until Friday, so I figured this was a good time to try and sneak this in, hopefully get my computer back up and running for next week and for this home, this little little mini homestand that we have coming up. Um, so I'm hope I, I, I'm still planning to have episodes the rest of the week. Um, I am planning to, I'm ho- hopefully planning to do, to do more. I, I'm thinking of maybe doing a live show on Thursday, regardless. Um, follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore MD for more information on that. I'll, I'll keep updates on what's going on with the podcast there, but, but you know, well, but my plan is to keep going as normal. I, I haven't quite tested out everything on my backup computer. On my backup computer, it's a Chromebook. It's very limited what it can do. Um, but I, I'll still be writing on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, so definitely check out check out things there um, on the Orlando Magic as we look ahead to the rest of the season. Um, but I'll be back up and running for sure, hopefully by the New Orleans game on Friday to, to recap that. And certainly next week we'll be back up to up and running to normal but i want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of lockdown magic for orlando magic daily and lockdown magic this week for and right we'll see you all again next time for another episode of lockdown magic. hey prime members you can listen to this lockdown podcast ad 
free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.